Hey, tell a man pass it, pull up and cross it. I'll bury that sh top corner. I'm a winger on the left, cut right. You can play me on the middle, I'm still top scorer. New studs on my boots, I'm blessed. No shin pads, I'll live in the edge. Got my ballet on the pitch, but the referee's finna pop that chest. Hey, hit a thing with the outside foot, like Roberto Ball in the air, all curvy. Yes, 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 people. We're back again for another episode of the One Two Podcast. You know, all the podcasts where we give you that your weekly dose of football talk. It's myself, Jay. I'm here with my usual co-host, Dave. Come on, people. We're here to, here to do the usual stuff. Discuss what's went down in the past week. So, you know, might as well get straight into it. Oh, wait. Actually, no. Wait. Before we even get into it, um, obviously, this is going to drop on a Tuesday. So, obviously, people are wondering why it would be dropping on Tuesday. And I forgot to, I'll be right, I forgot to make a post about it all last week. But from now on, we're trying to drop it on Tuesdays because, um, you know, it's a bit awkward having it on a Friday. You have to wait, like, if a band that's happened on the weekend, we'd have to wait till Friday to discuss it. And it's a bit long, it drags out, and more time that news is a bit out of date. So, flipped it to a Tuesday. So, we're quick with the reaction time. You know, if a band is happening on the weekend, and at the same time, we still got a decent time to do your predictions and stuff like that. But that's a little explanation for why it's coming to you on a Tuesday. And uh, yeah, same contents, like everything will be the same now. So without further ado, let's just get on with this, uh, the Liverpool-Chelsea game. So obviously that was the big game of the weekend. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I think I predicted. No, I don't even know what I predicted. I think we were going along the lines of that. It would, it would be, it would be mm. like a closer game than we yeah. would have thought because quite like high scoring games. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah, that, I, I was thinking that it wasn't. I think I went for two one in the end. Mm, I said it yeah, was either going to be two one or a mad crazy game. Yeah, you you were much closer. I think I said, I think I said Liverpool win, but I'm not sure the scoreline I'd be. Yeah, but yeah. ended up being a. Uh, a bit of a walking apart for Liverpool in the end, to be honest. Like, when I watched that game, I didn't even feel like Liverpool proper went all out. Yeah, they didn't move second gear. Literally. Gear. And then, obviously, Kepa. Kepa, 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 Kepa. Bro, pound for pound, this guy is... I don't even know if it's an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say it. Like, if you disagree with me, then I'll happily go at you with you. But pound for pound... This guy is the worst ever Premier League signing. Possibly might be the worst signing of all time, pound for pound. Like, it's so peak. Like, I genuinely feel like this guy is, like, competing with himself. Like, I I had a very shit week last week. How can I have an even shitter week this week? Like, who knows what's going to come next week, bro? Literally. And I think you're right. Pound for pound, like, 70 million. The most expensive goalkeeper. It's just like we've madness. seen flops in the Premier League, of course, but those flops have at least had a little glimmer of hope. Like one that comes to mind is Fernando Torres. People might classify it as a flop, and yeah, he wasn't the, the Torres of Liverpool at Chelsea, but he had that moment against Barcelona. He had a couple good patches here and there in like the 12 13 season. Probably didn't justify the 15 million pounds at the time, but you got something from him. We've got yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing from Kepler this whole time. People are going to bring up the 13 clean sheets in his first season, but I always said even back then that was a really false image. Like, 
Yeah. Chelsea were never that great defensively. They just somehow managed to pattern it out. Um, yeah. And I guess they were against... Last season, they were still holding goals against West Ham and Southampton, so... Yeah, no, like... It wasn't... It wasn't... It wasn't his doing. Like, he wasn't absolutely amazing type of thing. It's just it was literally my luck, to be fair. Definitely, man, but... It gets to a point where you kind of... I don't, I don't feel sorry for him, but it's like someone needs to put him out of his misery because yeah. there's nothing this guy can do that's, like, right at the moment. Then, um... Yeah, like you were saying, it's like he's fighting it, like, he's fighting against himself. He can't... He can't get out of this rut type of thing. Yeah, man. Like, the way he conceded that... Like, it's just... Get out. Like, even... If I was in this position, I'm thinking to myself, right, so I had a very poor season last season... I'm under scrutiny. They're, they're talk about bringing a new keeper in. I fucked up last week. Let me just clear this. Like, let me not even take no risk at trying to do a light little pass there. When you got Sadio Mane chasing you down and you're in your form that you're in, like, I would have just cleared that. But Yeah. It's like he overthinks everything. But it just, Literally. people begin to then prey on it. Like, Mane pressing the keeper is not, Obviously, he was upset that he lost the ball and stuff, but it's not chance. He's definitely been told, listen, apply pressure to this guy. His confidence is low. Mm. One one lapse of concentration from him or one bit of confusion and the ball is yours type of thing. Literally, literally. Obviously, there is talk of Eduard, Eduardo. I, I, didn't, I need to check his first name again, but Eduardo Mendy will roll with Eduardo. Yeah. Thoughts on him, because I'll be real to you, like, I've seen some of his numbers. I didn't note them down, so I'm not going to come out and just say some random numbers. I didn't note down the numbers. I just saw some numbers online. They weren't filling me with much hope. Yeah. And um, obviously, he's had an inspirational story, you know. He was unemployed at 23, where, as I said, you can look at it from one point and think, yeah, that's hella inspirational. Unemployed at 23, about to be in the Premier League at 28. Like, that's the stuff with dreams. I, I, I do understand that side of it, but another side I'm thinking, you're about to replace Kepa. Who, yeah, don't get me wrong, there's pro- every keeper in the, in the nation is better than Kepa right now, but you're going to replace him with a guy who was unemployed at 23 and his numbers ain't that inspiring. I don't know, man. It's mad. It's like Arsenal announced a keeper that we signed today. And mm. I've never heard of we're quite good with football type thing. And this mm. Mendy guy, honestly, I've ne- I'd never heard of him. And the thing with a keeper in the Premier League is that I don't know. It's such a high-scoring league where the keepers are under so so much pressure. Yeah. And going into a role like Chelsea's, like there's no way this guy. Can, I, I honestly can't fathom him being a first-team keeper straight away. Like Literally. the amount of pressure that's put on him to effectively, because he's effectively going in saying that Chelsea have been conceding goals and losing a high percentage of their goals because of the keeper. So if they continue to concede those goals, maybe because of bad defending, like the recklessness from Christensen that we'll touch on after, mm. and the inconsistency of Zuma and Rudiger and these men, to then 
put a new key are you he's relatively young in terms of experience as well into that yeah. role it's just mad it's just madness yeah literally like a lot of pressure will get thrown on him like as you said if if all those defenders fuck up like there will be that narrative that is it the keeper have they just um said the exact same type of keeper where it's like as i said he's not inspiring me but it's like it would be unfair for him to get that kind of slap instantly but yeah. he's always going to get that slap because he's replacing it was kind of like if i had to name an example it's like when olivier Giroud replaced van persie like yeah he was never going to fit van persie's boots and there was always that pressure on him it's just like that will just always be looming over him and I, again like it's unfortunate to an, I, I was saying in the group chat that literally this is what happens when you cut like try cut corners in not even just in the transfer market in life you try cut yeah. corners and in a long-term cost right, yeah. it'll be mad like because they could have paid for like 60 million pounds for oblak a couple of years ago yeah they held tight on kepa then they said no to kepa and then they changed their mind last minute ended up paying an extra 20 million on him now he's yeah. fucked up now they're having to pay another 30 mil like it's mad so what happens when you cut corners that's the but, thing with that's the thing with um with chelsea though for every good signing that they make there's usually a panic buy there's usually an overspend there's usually a flop in there literally and when you're when you're rich money flying coming out of your ears it, it, it's okay in their case like no one's really feeling the bite in the pocket, but it's yeah, yeah, terrible, it's terrible for these. It's terrible for these players' careers. But anyway, what can you do, man? But as I said, we'll see what happens because obviously that deals, bro. Do you see what Fabrizio Mano done? Yeah. Oh my days, this guy was petty. How oh, can he tweet that out right after the Kemper missed it? That was so funny. Guys are saying, guys are saying, Petr Cech was on the phone in the mid game. Yeah. <laughs> I would not even be surprised, man. Literally. But, um, yeah, no, we might as well touch on that Chelsea Liverpool game. Obviously, as you said, we didn't feel like Liverpool went out of second gear. Like it was a bit of a yeah. stroll in the park for them. But the red card definitely ruined the game. Definitely. Yeah. The first half was pretty, it was pretty dead. Right, so oh, we, we, we might need to touch on uh, Havertz and Werner real mm. quick. Now, we've, I think it's just unfortunate for Havertz. As I said in the last um, podcast, like, he's come at a time where new signings, left, right and centre, I don't know if it's a new phrase or if it's a football Twitter thing. And I get it, we all like to banter here and there, but it's 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 at a peak stage right now, so... If Havertz does not like get up and running, I say in the next, because obviously in the in the game against Liverpool, I thought like he was poor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's out of position, and um, we'll touch on his position as well because that's something I was a bit confused that's, about as well. Yeah, that's the main that's the main caveat. But yeah, go on. But like, there was loads of missed passes, missed touches, like missed opportunities. The overall just had a really poor game, and I. It just looked like someone who was a bit low in confidence right now. Yeah. Obviously, because he's adapting to a new like league and shit like that. It's completely understandable. But as I said, the pressure will kick in very quickly because when you're at a big signing, at a big fee, at a big club, it's just what happens now. It's just the way of the game. It. Yeah. What you said is literally echo everything. It's the when people ask me, "Oh, are you not?" Are you worried about Chelsea type thing? Or you're seeing these make all these signings like ZH and all these guys. 
individual, like every single one of the players that they signed, Havertz, Werner, um, Ziyech, I think maybe not Pulisic, but those are the most recent guys. Yeah. I honestly wholeheartedly rated these players a lot. Like when I was doing my video thing, I was making videos on these guys, like these, they're proper ballers type of thing, mm. and they were doing bits for their teams. They weren't playing for the Bayerns, they weren't playing for the top, top teams, but they were elevating their teams to levels. And the thing, yeah. the thing that happened was the thing that the thing that happens is when you're the best player in your team, everything revolves around you. At Ajax, Ziyech was obviously not. He wasn't. How do I describe it? He wasn't ten, technically the best. Yeah, he wasn't miles better, but he was the heart of that team. Like he's he one of the stars there. He was one of the stars. Ajax were lucky that they're blessed with not. I'd say they're more. How do I describe them? They, they all the, the system was perfect like they just yeah. take they all work really together so ZH played had a completely free role people tell me you can tell me he's a right winger he's a cam when I'm watching this guy on the ball he can get on the ball anyway he will obviously stay on the right because football is a formation sport like you have to have some sort of shape yeah but realistically he's on the ball anywhere spraying balls spraying passes there so we haven't seen him play sadly he got injured Werner now at Leipzig he is a goal scorer. You look at the stats, second only to Lewandowski. When you look deeply into that Leipzig team, he's been obviously, sorry, he's been doing this for years now. Leipzig, mm. when they've been pushing Bayern, came second that year. Obviously not as great this season, but he's been banging goals. But that's just the way that system would work. The majority of the time, Werner's playing up top with Paulson. When I used to see their team, I was thinking, why is Paulson like playing when Werner's banging in the goals? <laughs> Werner is like the type of guys we, we always mention him with like, Giroud, you mentioned it with Giroud and Griezmann, that type of ilk of player where you need the number four to play off, the number 10, sorry, to play off him, to get him mm. behind. Because Werner's not, he's not holding the ball up. He's getting him behind, but he's not running him behind with the ball at his feet type of thing. He's like yeah. a, a finisher. So, and then obviously Havertz, he was, he was the, um, he was pretty much the guy at have um Leverkusen. He was playing everywhere. He started off as obviously as a centre attacking mid, moved into centre forward. He was scoring goals, assists, everything. So he was obviously the heart of their team. Now to throw all of these three guys, obviously two we've seen into one system, paying big money for them, kind of putting all that your your chips effectively in, onto these guys. Yeah, it's a big big gamble. Huge. And it's not fair on the players because then it reflects on the talent of them. And I think, I don't know why that people just fail to understand how football works. Like three big signings in one season and they're all supposed to gel on the first day. And now we get to the positioning bit. Where are these, play where are these guys going to play? That's all I was thinking, bro. I was thinking like, I was sending people in the group chat like, has Frank Lampard ever actually played with a number 10? But he's bringing in Havertz in, for example. Like even I, even like he's so. What have we? Sorry, to, I've been I've been rambled a lot, stop. but um, effectively, if you were to read the team sheet, obviously we know we watch football, da, 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 But if you were to hear what effectively he was saying to us, he's telling me that Ziyech and Havertz are wingers. He has mm. the he was playing Mount, I guess, as a ten, but not not properly. So. 
I guess I don't know who he'd want. He was playing Mount as like a Ramsey type player. Like, but he was kind of drifting on the left. You'd see him on the like on the wing yeah. type thing. So not only so yeah so Mount maybe gets replaced by I don't know maybe a Havertz. People were saying oh what in the cup final they were saying oh if that was Havertz da 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 so you place Havertz. Pulisic was obviously injured so there's a, a technically a free space and then Ziyech is the right winger and then. Timo Werner, the fast in-behind striker, is going to replace Tammy Abraham, who was holding it up, who was blinking with Willian, and oh, it's just it's it's, so. So the teams know. that so back in this game, the team that he played, it seemed as if, or even the Brighton game, like at some points it was like Werner and Loftus Cheek were playing striker together, and then Havertz was just anywhere. I saw Havertz on the wing, and I was like. It's You're kind of suffocating him out there. It's, like. it's peak. It is. It's probably peak. I think for all of them to like do well, like it's it's very one dimensional. Mm. Like for them, for all of them to click, there has to be one specific system where I can possibly see it working. But it's like there's absolutely no like kind of versatility kind of to all of these signings. Really, they have I mean, to work in a certain system to bang. The thing I don't get is yeah, that's the thing. Like if it was um. I've got two points. If it was like a proper manager, no offence, but if it was like a well-established manager who had an identity mm. and he was putting these two together, you would say, okay, he has a vision type of thing. But with Lampard, it just seems as if he's just getting better players than he had before and then not much thought is going into it. Bro, like, as I said, this season's crunch time for Lampard. Like, like I gave him the benefit of the doubt. There was a couple of games last season where I'm thinking... Your tactics are not really kind of working here. It's not you, you're getting a bit sussed out. But mm. I've always given him the benefit of the doubt last season that boom, you lost your best player, you didn't have a window, you're just making do with what you gotta do, like what you got right now. I've always given the benefit of the doubt, but especially after the window he's just had, it is crunch time this season. Those sus moments I saw last season, I'm really not trying to see them again this season. Do you know what though? What those sus moments realistically, like watching Chelsea, we I'm personally I'm not claiming that I've watched them every game. But their defence was their their attack realistically obviously I don't watch them, people will say whatever. But wholeheartedly their attack was never the problem for me. Mm, yeah, yeah, no. That, like obviously there was improvements that could be made there, but uh-huh. it was never an issue. Okay, William and Pedro going out, I understand why you'd replace them. But why would you replace Two pure wingers, like these are pure wingers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's With it. That's Pedro it. on the left, Rillian on the right. Hazard obviously was a bit of um, how do you describe him? He's he could play anywhere type of thing. Yeah, very but, versatile. But realistically, another pure winger, and you've replaced them with centre attacking mids who can go. Do you know what I always think of when I see Verna and Ziyech on the wing? Remember uh, when? Erzo on the wing. I was on the wing like Erzo. That's all I was getting like flashbacks of. I was thinking, this just feels like when Erzo first came and we were seeing him on the wing. I remember I was going to Emirates. I'm thinking, he's not obviously he can pay there. Like he's got the technical ability to whip him across. He's got the technical ability to do a couple skills. Like, but it just felt like when we were trying to cram Wilshire, Ramsey, Erzo all into that three Uh ahead of the who's we. We had Cazola behind. Even Cazola, yeah. we all we just had too many attackers. Cazola was, was playing on the wing sometimes, bruv. 
there was times he was deeper <laughs> and I'm thinking like we got about five cams trying to just play somewhere past that defence obviously this is vibes just go, have, a, have, have a go and this just know, feels like a dead stamp of that do you see the, the issue with the, the problem the difference with that is that Wenger was clearly a, a manager that was like you know what you're talented go and do your thing obviously mm. Premier League football at the highest level not really going to bang but Lampard, I don't even feel as if he's like that. He doesn't have an like him and Oli do not have identities, and it's yeah. just it just looks like talent and vibes. And the thing about Oli is, I will happily crucify that guy because he spent enough money to warrant that crucification. Yeah. He's been here long. He's not even a, a bro. I was on this debate on Twitter. Man, they were trying to tell me that uh, Oli's just coming to this job. He's recent. Bro, yeah, Ole's been managing since Arteta was playing for Everton and they had Chang on their top. Like, he's been in this game for over a decade. Do not chat to me about Ole's new in this game. So, Ole can... Ole, he's getting his... Bro, we'll come on to him anyways. But, yeah. like, but Lampard is fair enough. because Lampard, not. yeah, but it's like, you know, he, he, he does give me, like, kind of resemblance of Ole. It's just... Mm. I feel like I'm, I have to give him that benefit of the doubt just because of some of the things. But he's, he's worrying me. That's all I'm going to say from now. Because obviously, then man bottled, what was it? No, that was actually um, United. But obviously, he lost the semi-final against us. Mm. And it's like when it came to the crunch time last season, they just didn't really rise up to it. And I feel like the only reason why they got where they did last season was just because they were the best out of a bad bunch. Mm. Because they didn't actually, like United, they didn't actually improve on the points in the previous season. So They lost you know, a lot of games as well. Literally. A lot of games. So, it, it's crunch time for Lampard. But, as I said, another thing I'll give him the benefit of the doubt is we've only actually seen two of his signings. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll wait for your Pulisic's to get back from his injury. He's not a new signing, but he's one of his main players. We'll wait for Thiago Silva. We'll wait for Ziyech. All of these mm. guys. When they're in there, I'm I'm really not I'm not gonna say I'm expecting a ten ten, but I'm I'm trying to see something because there's no excuses this time. But obviously we'll move on to Liverpool. Not really Liverpool really, because obviously it's just a normal kind of day in the office. We don't need to shed too much light on them. But obviously, obviously there's one guy we gotta shed some light on. Yeah, Thiago Alcantara, bro. Thiago Thiago Thursday. Lit, bro, he's so good. Like, obviously, he didn't. I'm not. I'm not gonna say he put in like a clinic against them, man. He was only on for 45 minutes, but you could just see like it just felt like a normal day in the office. This yeah. guy is just making light work, spraying balls left, right. And the thing I like about him is people people will look at that passing stat and they're like, oh, 75. I think it was 75 in uh, yeah, 45 stupid. minutes, stupid. and they'll say, oh yeah, he's just a bit of a sideways merchant. He's no. just a, a Samba, uh, he's just a Jorginho, he's just this. Like, If you actually watch right. his passes somewhat over the top, mm. most of them were forward. I didn't really see much sideways pass. Like, this yeah. guy is direct, he's an orchestrator, he is the best register in the game. I've, I've been saying this, he's always been one of my favourite players. Like, this is nothing new. Like, I'd say from, definitely from, because obviously when he first played for Bayern Munich, like, it was kind of hard for him to break into that initial yeah. side because yeah. he was competing with Alonso. Obviously, they were coming towards the end of their career, but he was competing with Alonso, Schweinsteiger. There was just mm. bare midfielders at Bayern Munich at the time. So, yeah. I'd say after that 2016-17 season, I'd say mm. 
that's when he properly asserted himself in that midfield. And yeah. obviously, for the past three years, he's been the one of the best midfielders. But I say definitely the last season, the best midfielder. So, mm. a part of me is slightly jealous he's at Liverpool, but I'm just kind of happy yeah. to see him in the Prem because yeah, he's that's, that's obviously another a point with, with us is that because he's not playing for my team doesn't mean I can't appreciate him type of thing. Yeah, no, because I've always been a fan of him only because back in the day, him, Jack Wilshere and Gotze, they were like dead stamps of each other. Yeah. And obviously, it's unfortunate what happened to Gotze and Wilshere injuries-wise. But them three, you could just like tell them that like, they were very, they, they'll move the ball quickly. They're very yeah. agile. They're just their complete, like kind of actual midfielder, pure midfielders, technicians. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Echo everything. He loved that little ball to um, to Robertson, playing playing him down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like he's already linking up with. Oh, it's dangerous! It's dangerous. Like now, now Liverpool have made that sign, and obviously they signed Yota as well. Like mm. I made my predictions that Man City would. The things, the only thing here behind my predictions that Man City would win the title this season. It's simply the fact that Liverpool have never actually retained a title. Yeah. And that Man City are just going to be big mad. When Man City are just big mad, like they lost the title, they, that doesn't actually sit well with them. They move like a big club. If they've lost out on a title, they're not trying to let that happen again. Yeah. But um, signings like this for Liverpool are signings which like signify that they're going back to back. Like This guy is elite. Like... I can't. I can wax lyrical about him all day because, yeah. as I said, I, I, I'm just in love with this guy. I'll, I'll keep it sure. No home thing, of course, but <laughs> this guy's amazing. Yeah, incredible, incredible. And but, yeah, it proves they're yeah. haggling over peas. They got a massive bargain, like twenty million pounds, make twenty five million euros. It was twenty million plus some minor add-ons, but it's just like. I'm just happy they got that done because I feel like obviously I'm not I don't support Liverpool or anything, but if you're really gonna have for a player like Thiago, and obviously he's he's 29 right now. Obviously people bark on about his age. I've been trying to tell people that for a deep line midfielder like him, yeah. his age don't mean nothing. He's 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 gonna go on to do exactly what Skull's done. He's gonna do exactly what Iniesta done. Shabby. These men will literally go and play. Week in, week out until they're 37, 38, and then they will hang on the boots. But then they might go to Qatar, secure a little bag there, then retire. Like his age for a position, uh, if we're talking about Aubameyang, for example, although Aubameyang, he ain't going to run out anytime soon. They're strikers who rely on pace or wingers who rely on pace. He's a midfielder, he's calm, he's patting for time. So, you know, if they're really going to haggle over that, and he ain't getting any younger, although, as I said, age ain't an issue, but. You're, you can't let it just peter out for another season and try to get him on a free then like I'm just happy they actually paid that yeah. fee in 20 million pounds that's a bargain yeah that's a bargain but um, speaking of Liverpool obviously I made a post about it today we were touching it quickly obviously 9 times out of 10 there probably isn't any substance to this but we're going to touch on it anyway because why the fuck not Mbappe to Liverpool Oh, ah, uh, you know, fucking scary that would be. Nah, that's completing. That's completing the game. Like you have to just cost, like forfeit the leagues at this point, like. 
Like you just have to accept that Liverpool are just going to win it back to back to back to back to back. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it, man. Imagine that Mbappe. Now obviously, how do you really fit in though? Because obviously he does play on the wing. Like he obviously can play as a striker, but he is. Yeah. I think they'll have to get rid of one one of them now. That's what I'm thinking. I think if if he imagine that if he actually came in, like they would probably have to get rid of a Salo Armani. Because I don't I don't Obviously, he's an elite player, that, but I just don't see how... No, actually, I do. It's hard because everyone likes to overdo this. Everyone likes to call Liverpool like, oh, you wouldn't reject this player for Firmino. But what Firmino actually does <laughs> in that side, like... It, it, I'm not saying it's got, it goes underrated, but it's like... Firmino, Firmino being in that side... Is a big reason why a Salah and a Mane can prosper, for example. Yeah. I thought if you had another out and out striker there, there'd just be too much clashing. He definitely sacrifices himself for goals. That's why when people are like, ah, oh, Samina has this and that goals, like he has chances. I mean, more time he's actually like a midfielder. Literally. Like, I, I don't know why people actually classify him as a striker anymore. Like, he's a deep centre forward, and yeah. centre forwards are already deep. So he jumps even deeper than that. So he's more time he's like a, a cam or a, a kind of offensive cam. Yeah. Goal scoring cam, should we say? Yeah. Like he's not like a striker. People need to stop comparing him to your, I don't know, your Lewandowski's, your yeah, like these yeah. guys are strikers. He's a centre forward. And I get it. we'll get onto the centre forward debate as well, because there's a couple of players who will come up on this later, but He's just a deeper centre forward. And then again, and uh, people are just going to be like, oh, people always kind of overdo the Firmino position. He's a deep line centre forward, hyper-press. Bro, they add all these next names onto him just to take the piss out of him. But, but they're moving um, like it's not a normal position. Literally. And I, it's just take him out of that Liverpool system and you will see. But it's like, I feel like people know deep down he's a very important player. And yeah. they know if he was to come out of that side... Liverpool wouldn't be the same. And if Liverpool are the same, that means they're poor. So it's a win-win for anyone trying to crucify them. He plays He plays a position that stats won't reflect. Yeah. you, you got a noble to kind of understand this position. I mean, I rate for me. You know, I, I don't really crucify that guy. Obviously, I would be real like, last season, it was a bit off. Like, if you're going to compare it to like the season before, for example, 18-19, when they won the Champions League and... The season before that, where they got to the Champions League final against Real Madrid, I say that was his best season, like because yeah. he was getting some solid numbers as well as doing what he always does. Last year, he did his home record was a mad thing. I don't, I don't understand how he didn't even get a single goal. But them away performances, off the top yeah, of my head, I, they went underrated. Off the top of my head, Wolves away, that's the big one. goal. Um, Tottenham away, big goal. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? Um, oh, no, there was a couple. There was definitely a couple. There was a few. Because that was where he got most... He scored against um, Southampton first game. Scored against Burnley. I think did he sc- I think he scored against West Ham as well. Yeah, West Ham. Yes, 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 yeah. There's one more. But anyway, them big performances. I'm thinking of West Ham and, I mean, Wolves and Spurs alone. Yeah, yeah, like, like and no one talks about those. Are serious, and they were good finishes. So and that's it was the like, thing. It was like 
um, what were they like? They were kind of out out of the. I don't know how to describe them, but it took, it wasn't it wasn't like a runner play where he tapped it in. Like it was, they were quite individual goals. Yeah, I mean, people just got an agenda against him. Obviously, everyone has an agenda because I feel like eventually the agenda against him will die down. I think something something will happen. People come to that realization: Oh, Firmino's actually a decent player. And then uh, they'll just roll onto someone else. Yeah. yeah, it's just the way the game goes, and I'm not really too surprised. But you know, we keep it moving. We keep it moving. But might as well go into the Spurs games. Spurs versus Southampton. <laughs> I we don't even need to talk about Spurs as a whole. There's just three people we need to talk about: Enombele, yeah. Kane, and Son. But even even have... the the game was just such a stupid game, man. Yeah, like. There was just the whole VARs, the offsides, like it was just crazy, bro. The first, the first half, Ing scored a world class goal that made me post on my story. No, even, even the, wait, before I even get to the goal, there was like three disallowed goals. Literally. <laughs> like, it felt it like. It just started off madness. And this was like all in the first half hour. And then Literally. Ing scored his goal, and then Tottenham just looked like. They went to sh- they went to shit. They look poor. They they look like zero inspiration, and then just a moment of magic from Endombele touch spin, find Kane out on the wing. Kane puts a incredible ball, ball into the box. Son gets yeah. a goal out of nowhere, and then goals before half time change games. Yeah, literally. But we'll touch obviously because Endombele Endombele got subbed off. And he gets hooked. <laughs> and it's like, obviously, it looks so peak, but every time I watch, and that's the thing with Ndombele, like, people try to run the agenda, and I'm, I'm, I'm not Jose's biggest fan, like, let's not get this twisted, but people love to run with the agenda, oh, Jose's giving Ndombele that Pogba treatment, stuff like that, and it's like, look, I know is a baller, I know he's got this, the tech and everything about him, but every single time I watch this guy, he always looked out of breath. Yeah. He looks unfit. <laughs> I don't know what it is because I, I'm not going to say I watched him every week at Lyon, but during that season before he signed for Tottenham in the Champions League, he was like a powerhouse. Literally, like I didn't see this guy unfit one bit. Every time I, I see him, he's always jogging about, always out of breath, and it's just like, how has he got so unfit? Like I don't get it. Like I, people, as I said, people try to run with that. Oh. People, um, Jose's got an agenda against him. There's no agenda there. Like he's just genuinely unfit. If you keep him on for the whole 90 minutes, you might as well be a man down because yeah. he ain't gonna do no tracking back. The ability's there. As I said, when you got the boy at his feet, he will do stuff like that. A brilliant turn, shrugged off his man, and you saw he just gave the ball away. Not gave the ball away, but he just instantly released it. He wasn't trying to dribble with it. This guy's yeah. unfit. And I'm, again, I'm not trying to. Obviously, he's a Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Tottenham guy, so everyone's gonna think I'm running with some agenda and stuff like that. There's no agenda because we're gonna come and praise Harry Kane, so yeah. you just say it how it is. And well, he just that, that out his depth, literally. And it's not good yeah, because this guy is their record signing. Yeah. They paid big money for him, so he kind of needs to pattern it up real quick because it can get very long. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll move on to Kane and Son. Yeah, and then this... Oh, yeah, the game. Southampton. Yeah, the game, the game. So These guys are playing. Yeah, but we'll, yeah. 
they were playing the highest of lines. I, I, I don't know who they think they were. They made it so easy for them. Like, I, again, came, I don't want to take Kane, no credit away from them, but... Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Kane and Son picked it apart like... Oh, I can't, it was incredible. I was just, I was in awe, to be fair. Mm. Like, I don't, obviously, like Tottenham and all that stuff, but the passing, inc- inc- incredible. The yeah. Control and the finishes. And yeah, like, we could have done more. The finishes from Son were like... I'm not gonna say they were the hardest, but they weren't the easiest. Like they were, he didn't. The commentator kept saying it. He did not. He didn't look like he was gonna miss. Yeah, Son's been one of the coldest for a while now, and it's like, yeah. if you can add that clutch, because he he does score in some big games. If you can add that clutch factor to his games, his his numbers have been solid every single season. I don't think there's ever been any question about that. I'd say mm. if you can just add that clutch factor to his game. Like when when Spurs really need you, you come up, then boy, like we could be chatting about him as like, because obviously ability wise he's in the conversation, but I don't really think people put him as the top three wingers or stuff like that. You got your Marnage, you got your Sellers. I guess Aubameyang might count as a winger. Um, there's a couple guys ahead of him, but as I said, if he can add that clutch factor to his game, he can comfortably possibly be in that like that conversation. I think that's probably the only thing he lacks. Even, I think for them, Harry Kane as well, and we'll touch on the new the new boy. Yeah. The injuries as well, they just seem like they always happen at the worst times. Yeah, that's true. And I think, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, Harry Kane's passing, world-class, A1. A1. We, we can wax lyrical about that all day. Finish. He got a goals, bro. He actually could have had a hat trick on that night. Imagine a hat trick of goals and assists. I don't think that's ever yeah. happened before. Is it? I don't think that yeah. has. So, if a couple players were onside just that little bit more, bro, that that would have been nuts. But what I will say, obviously, because there's Bale. Actually, we don't. We might as well touch on that Regulian silent though. And Bale, Bale is yeah. back. Bale is back. He's waiting He's on the back. sidelines. Now. I feel like there's a, obviously I don't really feel like it anymore because I feel like um, ever since the signings happened, people have actually warmed towards Bill. People are actually excited to see it happen. But when the links first came, all I was seeing is oh, Bill Tottenham was signing a finished guy. He's not the same Bale as before. He's this is that. Like all right, yeah, he's not the Bale of twelve thirteen. Yeah, he's not that Bill. Yeah. Cool. But we can we can accept that because. That, that was, obviously, he had good times at Real Madrid, but ultimately speaking, if you look at the overall, that will be the prime bell. He won't touch those levels again. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't really afforded that level of freedom anyway at Real Madrid. Like, he didn't need to carry his team, basically. Yeah, yeah literally. So, But he, he had a very, very, very solid career at Real Madrid. I've really shed a lot of light on that. Got over-disrespected. We're talking, what, two years ago? Only two years ago, he was there winning them Champions League finals with the bicycle kicks, the long ranges. Like, this guy's definitely still got it in his locker. He's just simply not being played and given the opportunity to showcase that. He's still 31 years old. As I said, he's not the same Bale as before, but for a loan signing where... Well, have you seen that? They've already given away his number. Given away his, the number 11. He's currently, for when he gets back to Real Madrid, he's number 25. They're absolutely violating his team, so... <laughs> it was like this is like the most 
loan, but we're selling you signing. Yeah, literally. It was like when they when PSG loaned Mbappe. Like you just knew I mean, like what, it was gonna come happen. On now. So yeah, just for te- just for technicalities, just to you know get around a couple things, you know. I'm pretty sure Real Madrid is still paying some of his wages as well. Is it? I mean, I didn't look into too deep into it, but I think I saw. I don't, I don't know. I might have read wrong. He was, he was on stupid wages. I think Spurs pay like a normal wage, and then Real Madrid can't they cut the rest. Because, yeah, but I don't know. I'm obviously barely in the Premier League. It's obviously nice to see, but the guy's injured for a month. Yeah, that's the that's the one issue. It's like. I just don't like know how he, we I, didn't get to actually see his debut, for example, because he was just injured straight away. I mean, hopefully he can pattern it. Like, I, I, is that going to be a problem? There you go. Ask in yourself that in the, in the future. But he does add, I guess, more depth to the attack. You know, obviously, if he is injured, then you've just got a Bergwijn waiting on the sides there. You've got a Lucas. You've got you've got these guys here, which they're again they're not elite level, but. There, there's a bit of more rotation to be had there to an already always injured attacking line really to be honest but um, yeah. now I'm, I'm excited for the bell return to be honest even though I'm Arsenal I'm, like, I'm excited for it because yeah. it's just nice to see him back doing yeah. what he does best um, but obviously they also signed Regulon I think that's pronounced now yeah. I actually want to shed a bit of light onto this one because people have kind of rubbished this signing obviously not for his ability but for the technicalities but that obviously they signed him for 30 million pounds I believe or something like that now this guy was one of the best left backs in Europe last season like that goes without saying this guy was doing a badness for Sevilla and there was many sides after him but um, he signed for Tottenham in the end um, and I think there's a buyback clause for around 40 5 million euros and stuff like that. Um, I think it's after Man, two years. Man United were in for, were in for him heavily. I, I was They needed shocked. him. And I that's the thing. so shocked. When There's they United fans. Back. There's United fans trying to say, oh, Spurs are a small club for accepting that. Um, Buyback clause, stuff like that. There's two things it's I'd strong. say. You, both of you guys need a left-back right now. Like Both of your left-backs are, in the politest way possible, shit. Like, respect yeah. to Shaw, respect to Davis. Obviously, Rose has, Rose has left. They're poor. You need to upgrade them. Even if it is for that two years. Like, let's say, yeah, Real Madrid will come back and buy back. At least you know you've had your that left-back spot patterned for those two years. Maybe that'll give you enough time to search for a, a proper long-term replacement. But at least you just had it patterned. It's, a, it's, it's an instant improvement for that two years. Boom. You also make profit on that buyback clause obviously extra 10 that's mil the bit I, that's the bit I don't get like a buyback clause is not for free <laughs> You're and then and they have to pay it on the door it's like a release clause literally and then um, the chances of Real Madrid actually buying back Regulon is very long obviously Marcelo he's not young but he's still got a couple of years left in the tank and then you've got Ferland Mendy oh, who is a young not young but mid aged left back so there, there, there's no replacement there he's starting nowadays as well literally and it's like the only time they've actually bought back someone was Morata I'm I'm racking my brain thinking when was the, I think maybe Jesse Rodriguez kind of rings close but 
Like, I can't remember the last time they've all actively used that buyback clause. And if they did, they're only using him to sell him on for more. That's what they did for Morale. They bought him back and they barely played <laughs> yeah. him. They sold him. They bought him back to yeah. make profit because it's a business team. They're not using him for um, to play. So it's like, then there's the there's the main factor that if Regulon wants to, if he actually settles down in London and wants to stay, hmm. that buyback clause means nothing. If he yeah. can't agree personal terms with Real Madrid to come back, he's not yeah. going back. So yeah. if you can give, if you can make him comfortable, give him a good life, he won't leave. And I'm just thinking, I'm Success. seeing, literally, I'm seeing United fans turn their head to it, and I'm thinking, like, who do who do United? I mean, it happens all the time. I tell I tell all my United guys, like, who do you guys think you are in this window to just turn your cheek to this person? They try to move like the Dons in the market every single season and they look like mugs every single season. They try to do you know it for Maguire. Go on. Yeah. I'm, I'm just imagining it. Bell, um, the guys are probably, the Spurs and Real Madrid guys are probably on the phone trying to pat and bell. Mm. They must have said, they must have just asked, yo, what's going, what's going on with Regulon? They told them, yeah, they're not accepting the buyback clause. Spurs are thinking like, what the fuck? Give us the that, that we will take that type of thing. Mm. It's literally a steal. I just can't. Oh, it's actually mind blowing. Like, it's guaranteed money at the minimum. If you keep him and he flops, you as a normal L, and that happens with any transfer. If you keep him and he does sit, either someone else will come for him, or the the shock chance that Madrid come for him pay forty million. They're not getting. It's not like um. Is there another clause where they getting back? Where there's one of getting back for free? Who is it? Is there another clause where there's one you can get the player back for free? Nah, I thought I've always just known a buyback clause, but never to get them back it's for mad. free. Mad. And then that's yeah. like there's barely any clubs actually use the buyback clause. Like, what if they? As I said, left Roma's just left back spot is patterned, but it's just like you look at another one. You rang bells was the pie. They've, yeah. United have had the, the buyback clause for the pie for ages. But they've just had their wingers like patterned, didn't it? They don't they don't need them. So they never actually took him up. Like the buyback clause very rarely actually gets taken up. It's obviously it's there and you're always thinking at the back of your mind, like, oh yeah, I don't know if I want to buy this player because you know they can just buy him back. And I'm thinking it doesn't actually get used up that often. So I feel like Spurs got a very good deal though. Yeah. And United missed out big time. And as as I said, they can go and act like the big dogs in the transfer market all the time, but they get made look. They get made to look like mugs every single season. As I said, happened with Maguire. They're like, oh, we're not going to pay the fifty million pounds. You end up paying a world record fee for a centre back. Um, they they tried to do it with the baller. He ended up just saying no. They tried to do it with Sancho right now. I feel like Dortmund have genuinely just had enough. So they yeah. can they can move hard for what they want. It's like they have no reason to sell. That's the that's thing. the part that's the thing I don't get I don't understand about certain transfer like how clubs move, especially Premier League clubs. When you're going for these guys, they know you have keys to spend. And they know you're desperate. And they know you're desperate. And these guys have no reason to sell. And when like, you're putting in performances like that, you make yourself look even more desperate. Like obviously yeah, now United then, lost. You touch on it. Literally, they lost. 
And now, a Dortmund CEO or people at Dortmund are going to see United and going to think, yeah, there's unrest in the fan base. They just lost the game. They tried to move like the big dons of us and now we've got the ball in our court. And that's really what it is. And as I said, they just need to kind of just humble themselves in the market because it's, yeah, no, we'll, we'll move away from the Regulon deal, but it's just a really top signing for Tottenham and it's just a thing where United missed out big time. They're just going to have to suffer for sure. What's that? Arsenal got Tierney. They've got um, Regulon. Robertson is at Liverpool. Obviously, Man City kind of need to improve their side. But everyone's got a solid left-back and you're just stuck there with me, sure. Because you wanted to act like the big guy in the market. Now you're the one suffering. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move on to Man United now. Boy. Boy. What a game. What a game. Like, I'm again, I'm, it sounds like I'm just coming for United. and I'm just saying it how it is. It's, like, it, Yeah, it does sound... Because, like, obviously, circum- circumstantial, it just so happens that we support Arsenal. We're going to touch on our shit performance. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It just so happens that this is the case, but it was, like... Yeah, it was tragic, bro. What are we watching? Like, like it's like, it, it just... Like, they spent so much money, and you see that right-hand side. Hey, that was there was just so many questions I was thinking, bro. I was thinking Fossey went so Yeah. I was thinking Dan James. They, they, they the guys was I read I heard somewhere someone was saying what uh, Ole didn't start Mason Greenwood on purpose as like a as a message to Gareth Southgate. This guy what is going on at this team? Because I, I saw Phil Foden put in a solid performance today, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to wonder what. Hey, that's what I'm. And Ole, 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 Ole. This guy's not mm. good enough. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying it now. Like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it like I do for everyone else. Ole is not good enough. As I said in the previous, what was it, earlier on in the podcast, this guy's over a decade deep in this game. And man, I'm trying to tell me he ain't got enough experience yet. He's still learning. I saw, I saw Mark Goldbridge come onto Twitter.com and say that he's still learning. No, he's not learning. He's been in this game long enough and he's just not good enough. And people trying to say, oh, he's new to the Prem. He's not new to the Prem. My man started off at Cardiff City in August 2013 and got them relegated in May 2014. Don't chat to me about no Premier League experience, bro. Bro, this guy like is... a joke, but it's real. This is real life. He's the, he's the embodiment of just vibes. And the thing is, I don't even know why United fans get offended why I say this. You should be happy I'm saying this because if you had a Pochettino, I would respect your team. I would be scared of United. Like, you would have... There'd be some sort of plan there if you had Poch, but you don't. You have Ole. And as, as Manchester United fans, you should not be, like, accepting Ole as your manager. Yeah. Like, if you, for a club of your size, you shouldn't really be accepting this guy as your manager because it's a thing where if Ole was to get sacked, which he, he's inevitably going to get sacked soon, like, it's, some, it's more of a thing of when, not if. Mm. When he gets sacked, I'm saying from now, there'll be no other Premier League side after him. You can go from 1 to 20, no other Premier League side will be after him. No Premier League side was after him. Literally, fam, it just makes no sense. Like, even you got sides like Leeds, 
Leeds yeah. are probably going to be in a little relegation battle. I'm taking Bielsa over Ole any day, 100%, 100%. any day. Let you maybe get started on your, you know, Esperitos, those mid-table managers. You got Carlo Ancelotti at Everton, bro. The levels are staggering, bro. No, he's trying to bring names like Ole into this. He's he I don't literally know how he's here. He literally is just a brand brand ambassador. Literally, them guys, them guys that had some. Like, I'm trying to think in at that time, was there any ex-Man United players in management? I don't think so. No. He was, a, he was the next best thing. But I mean, the whole back room stuff is really full of ex-guys. Obviously, you got Carrot. They got one of their assistant coach. Bro, this guy is just the embodiment of just vibes. He's just happy to be here. He's just got the job <laughs> because he stuck his toe out in 1999. Literally. And no, not even. They got, they got rid of Jose Mourinho. Like oh. the, most, most dark, the darkest cloud ever. And you're and you're surprised when he got like obviously whatever the situation was there we won't touch on that but the thing is like he, if he came in was, yeah go on as like a in, he came in as an interim manager yeah where and the vibes were high like everyone was weird and cool let it just stay as that if he just came in and just done his little period and then left in May cool because that's what always happens yeah you see what he's we saw it with um, Youngberg obviously Youngberg's games like the, the span is not comparable but it's like he we know it's an improvement when a slight improvement when Youngberg was our manager in comparison to Emery yeah. but we didn't just run with it he interim just there just to kind of steady the ship until the next like kind of stop so obviously the next stop some people would say end of the season or some would say when they can pattern a new manager they're just there to steady the ship. That's all yeah. Ole should have been. Do you know what, Jay? I've just, I've mm. just thought about it. Yeah. Everton with Duncan Ferguson, they they were doing bits. Literally. Still got a proper manager in. The other one was Leicester with Craig Shakespeare, I think it was. Yeah. He was doing bits, still got a proper manager in. Why do United think they're any different? That's all he, he, all he should have been was a stopgap. And now they've ran with him. He's just a yes man. And... You know what? Call it an agenda. Call it what you want. If it makes you feel better, cool. But I was just saying it how it is. And it's like, boom. I, it's I their, would never it's their rate. own detriment to me. At this point, it's I like would a, never rate that guy. It's the thing where we, that we're just going to... The rest of the league is just not going to care. and just not take them seriously. And players are not going to take that club seriously. I'm, I can't... I might like... All this, oh, we're the biggest club in... They're factually... The biggest club in the world. They're just they're Sancho becoming a new Liverpool. Jaden Sancho is sitting there. Exactly, exactly what you're saying. Jaden Sancho is sitting there in in Germany, not even in the same bloody country. In the Germany, in in the he's not by far the best Dortmund player, but he's he's at the top there, mm. and he's doing his thing. Why does he need Man United other than peas? That's he can get peas from anywhere. That is it, man. And then even then, it's like. I'm seeing United fans tell me about they need a couple new signings here and then like if Every we actually get a couple signings bro if signings. we get to the nitty gritty side of things United should be beating Crystal Palace like obviously I'm going to back Crystal Palace because they're my local side but if we look at it on paper they should be beating Crystal Palace this is that them losing that game is down to the manager and his tactics because on paper they should be beating Crystal Palace 
with that side they fielded, even if that right hand side was a bit dodgy and everything. I'm, you look at on paper, they still should be beating Crystal Palace. That shouldn't be losing. And uh, we look, we look to some of their players, and I'm, I'm gonna call up Pogba first. Now we're coming into his fifth year. I was telling the guys in the group chat, it's crunch time. You came for nineteen million pounds, and I'm yet to see a standout season. Like it's, it, it's just hit me. Like I haven't seen that stellar season where it makes me think, yeah. I paid ninety million pounds for you. You've seen it with the Brainer. There's always the comparison between Pope and the Brainer. I've seen it with the Brainer many, many seasons. We can seventeen, eighteen was that still our season, but obviously he got injured towards the end. So depending on how you want to view it, some might not claim that one. Last season, hundred percent, he was hundred percent fit for all of it. Still our season. Even when he first came, he actually bagged nineteen assists um, in his first season. Bro, no, second season, sorry, 16-17. Yeah. The first one under um, Guardiola, sorry. Yeah. So, peak. Yeah. Even in the Pellegrini season, he's still, like, done uh, Madison in the Champions League. Yeah. I remember that free kick. So, it's like, De Bruyne has always turned up, but there's always the comparison between him. But it's like, De Bruyne is actually so clear of Pogba if we're talking about performances since <laughs> they both came. Yeah. You, I'm going to ride out for Pogba, I'm not going to lie. Do you do we do we think that his performances mm. get even in terms of players around the world? Do you think their performances get too closely tied with the club's performance? Um, because if do. I was to say if I was to say a stellar season for Pogba, technically his most successful season was the first one when they did that fake travel, whatever. Yeah, but either I that one or I mean, statistically speaking. It might be the Jose Ole season. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The one where they were booing him on the last day, but he had the most fucking goal. Sorry for my language, but it's mad. Yeah. It's just like... I, 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 the thing about Pogba, I just... I rate him as a baller, yes, but I think... Oh, he doesn't thing help I, himself. He doesn't. One thing I've always said about Pogba is during his Juventus years, he had the Pirlo and Vidal to do the, the dog work or yeah. the stuff behind him. He's not a player who. That's a look. look I, I'm it, and then I know I'm, it sounds a bit hypocritical. He's not the type of player to carry a team, but I'm expecting yeah. him to carry a team. If that makes sense, you came in for the, such a fee. The I, thing is, the thing is, he carries France. That mean, does France, he though? That France team. I'm not gonna lie. Other than Mbappe, there's not many other. I looked to Pogba, and Pogba didn't play. I Pogba say during the play. World Cup, like Kante was, because even during the years before as well, I feel like Kante was the, obviously Mbappe done the madness and everything. Giroud done what he done. Um, Griezmann done what he done. Everyone, everyone in the France team done what they done. But when it came to France, I'd say the real difference maker was like N'Golo Kante to get to the mm. the final. And the I, World I Cup. hear that. I do hear that. But in terms of. I th- honestly, I think I don't know. I think him and him and Man United just don't work, and it's not going to work. And that's, I think that's okay. I don't know why people can't accept that. Yeah, but it feels like they 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 kind of need to let it go. Literally, for both, it will be the best for both parties. Like obviously, he will leave, and if he can pattern it somewhere else, then yeah, he's living his life. United, if they sell him now or at right time, 
they can get some good money for him and invest that sure. elsewhere. And that'll be best for both parties. But it's like, I don't know, like, obviously, I've, I ain't got nothing against Pop, but I'm just, it just hit me. I'm thinking, you're going to go in, like, you're going into your fifth year now. And I'm yet to see that season. I mean, and I get it, like, it's been loads of kind of situations with Jose, Ole, this, that, boom. But then, I, again, if you're going to be that elite midfielder, like the top of the top, the creme de la creme, again, are you looking to players like Gerard? Gerard absolutely carried that Liverpool, he's carried some absolute shit Liverpool size to not just your top fours and this, that. We're talking, yeah. he's carried them to a literal Champions League trophy. Again, I'm not expecting Pogba to literally do that, but at least carry them to a push for the title. Yeah. At least, or something. I, I need a bit more, like, I feel like there's always been, there's always excuses. Not not excuses like that, but it's just that there's always, we need this player to unlock Pogba, we need this to unlock him, we need that player, like... Yeah, it's long. That, that's it's just a, it's getting a bit long-winded now because it's like even I used to actually back him when he first came but it's like even as a back like even even you could say with the Ozil situation like I've resided to the fact that Ozil just it's not going to work anymore but yeah. there was one point where I was trying my best to back him like during like I don't know 2017 times where people were trying to I was trying to back him but it gets to that point where it's just like you can rate a play on their day and stuff like that but you just accept it ain't going to work here yeah, I do, yeah, it's, and that's fine. I think it's hard for it's hard to accept. And obviously, I'm not saying accept certain. Like, I'm not suggesting I'm that type of person. But there's only so there's only so far you can go with certain situations. You just have to and like similarize it. Like, let him go, man. Literally, and it's not it's not a let him go where you're losing out. You're gaining something because yeah, you're if they losing smart, the right? burden. They're smart about it, like as I said, if you're if you're smart, catch um, Real Madrid while the, whilst the iron's hot. Although mm-hmm. I don't really think they're interested in him anymore because I think apparently it's a it's a twenty twenty one thing. You think? I'm th- I'm more than thinking like if they can somehow pat him. Obviously, we'll see how Odegaard does this season because he's been on loan bare times and he's done very well on off loan spells. So this is the season where we're expecting a lot from Odegaard. Odegaard, yeah. Valverde, Casemiro, them guys there. If they can all get it up and running in that midfield, obviously Cruz is still there, Modric is still there. If they can get those younger three up and running in that midfield, I mean, obviously, if they're st- if Real Madrid are still interested, they're still interested. But I don't know. I feel like kind of the ship kind of sailed for Real Madrid after that World Cup. That's what I was. Th- I was thinking like it seems a bit. Mm, seems a bit. Yeah, like if he joined when like, he was meant to after that whole Jose situation, then cool. But I just feel like kind of Real Madrid accepted he was going to stay at United. So they've just kind of not obviously looked for his replacement or something, but they've just got their future kind of pattern now with um, the three I mentioned. But yeah, man, that's that's kind of my thoughts on Pablo, really. Like, Nothing really personal against him, man. But I'm just... And I don't really expect that stellar season to even come from this season. Like, obviously, that game against Crystal Palace was... It was... I mean, potentially his worst performance in United shirt. That can be up for debate. Like, bro, the pass... The thing about it is, as well, another thing I would say is, like... I don't know if it's just me, but if we're talking about performance-wise, I'm not even talking about the stats or anything, like... 
I kind of just feel like him and Bruno Fernandes don't actually work well together. Nope. It's a bit of an unpop. I don't know. It's, it feels like a bit of an unpopular opinion right now. I feel like it feels like something that will eventually come to light in a couple months' time because eventually it's, it's kind of like an XG thing with Bruno Fernandes. You're not going to get that much penalties every time. So eventually, when there's no penalties to be scored, people will start to focus on your performance more. And in the mm-hmm. recent performances I've seen from Bruno Fernandes, they have, not, they have not actually been that great. And it's like, I see him with Popo and I, I don't feel like they actually work. I feel like the part Bruno Popo is extremely forced. Yeah. Like, I don't actually feel like them to work. Like, it's not it's not anything to do with their ability. I just don't feel like they work well together. Yeah, I don't know. 100%. It's just no, no balance. Literally, it's just chuck a couple ballers in there and just hope for the best. And they're not those type of ballers. As I said, it's not like obviously I'm not comparing the ability wise or anything, but it's it's not like when you had the back in the day when Arsenal had the Ramses, your um, Wilshers, your Cazorlas, you could chuck those three into um, just somewhere in the attack or uh, attacking midfield area, and obviously. There will be a bit of confusion. Like someone will have to play out wide, and if they play out wide, they're kind of suffocating their ability. But you know they're all going to link up really well because they're those intricate type of players where yeah. they would just. There's a lot of chemistry there. I don't see that chemistry with your Bruno Fernandes and Pogba. Obviously, we'll see this come into light very soon because, as I said, you're not going to get that much penalties when there's no penalties. People will have to focus on his performances, so we will definitely see it come up a lot more. But I don't know, something I've always fought towards the end of the season, but I, I didn't want to shed too much light on it because, like, regardless of his performance, and I, we can say the penalties and everything, but Bruno did have an amazing impact. It just, the impact was more of him just coming very clutch, but I can't take away from his impact was, that he had. Yeah, it was a bit of like a new face. Finally, new bars. Remotely creative. Yeah, and. As I said, he was actually coming clutch because, to be fair, Pogba, Rashford, and Martial were all missing penalties before, and then you just got this guy who's literally just scoring every penalty. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, that's kind of my thoughts on the Pogba situation. We kind of shed enough light on it, but it's like, yeah, I'm, I'll probably make a post about it, see what the people them have to say because it is a bit of a talking point. But. Um, we will keep it. We'll keep it moving. Obviously, on that United game, might as well touch on Wilfred Zaha. Wait, wait. That guy put in an absolute performance. He came back with a point to prove. Yeah, he's yeah. angry. Yeah, he, he's big mad. But like, we're linked. Arsenal linked to him as well. So it's like, I'm seeing talk of what Wilfred Zaha and um, alone for reasonable Arsenal son. Yeah, what's that? What's that phrase? Loan, loan with obligation to buy. Jeez, I didn't. I didn't see a lot of obligation, you know. But it it really? would make sense if there was an obligation. I just didn't see it when um I was seeing it. But it's like, but hey, if Arsenal could find a way to pattern Partey, Hosomwa, and Zaha in this window, oh my lord, we'd be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. But they say we'll we'll do talk about his performance against United. Like, he was terrorising them. Obviously, it was good that he put away the penalty because, obviously, I missed it before. What did you think about that as well? 
I thought I'll be real. I thought it was a bit harsh that that penalty got retaken, but it was like poetic justice because, like, um, them man have been sh- like shaking us all season last season with penalties. There were some very dodgy penalties United got last season, so yeah. it's like it kind of feels like it's a bit of uh, payback. Plus the fact that Palace actually dominated that game, so it's like regardless yeah. of who thought it was a penalty or not, like they, they kind of deserved that. That's it. Maybe That's not in this fashion. That's the key part. <clears throat> they they weren't lucky in in the sense of they didn't randomly deserve it. Yeah. I mean, sorry. I mean, it's not like they didn't deserve it in terms of the actual win. But it was just but, like um, obviously the way that it came across was a bit dodgy. But it was kind of you can't really complain. Hello. Hello. Oh, nice. No, it's calm now. It's calm now. Hello. You sound like R two D two, bro. Yeah. yeah, I had that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um. What were we saying? Zaha. Yeah. No, he had a very, very, very good performance. And as I said, this is yeah. this is his remontada. <laughs> Remontada season. I keep. I, I always fuck up when I say that. That's his. This is his comeback season. Like last season, yeah. I didn't even think he was that bad. I just felt like his head was a bit gone in the wrong space. And um, yeah, but this is his. This is comeback season. He's, he's he's motivated. Coming with a point to prove. Hopefully, he'll get his move because, as I said, like even though the Palace fans around me, it's like. He just needs to kind of move on now. Like, we're obviously happy to have him. Obviously, he's one of our own and shit like that. But it's like, he just needs to move now. Because it's yeah. like, yo, we're holding him hostage. Literally, we're holding him hostage. And um, yeah, you can get good money from his world. Like, like they need to stop being dumb. And just, now they've, they've, hold, they've held him on for long enough. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah, no, big up Zaha for his performance and I'm I'm expecting a lot more this season. He's already given us a little hint. But um I want to touch on Everton and Calvert Lewin. Hey, I was saying this yeah, last week and I'm sticking by it. This guy needs to be on that plane to the Euros. Obviously behind I'd say behind Jimenez and you could say Firmino. But if we're talking about right now, I'd just say Jimenez is ahead of him as the best centre-forward mm. kind of target man in the league. Obviously, people know my thoughts on Giroud, but he, he doesn't really play as often right now. But Calvert-Lewin is a genuine problem. Like, like as I said, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it always spoke volumes when a manager like Carlo Ancelotti, after all his experience, after everything he's been through, he came true and said, yeah, like, Calvert Lewin is my guy. Like, I'm I'm going to sign big players here and there, but I'm going to persist mm. with Calvert Lewin. I'll play him up front every game, yeah. man. Yeah, he's he's a problem, man. He's he'll he'll yeah, work your defense. Amazing, uh, great hold up play, great link up play. He's actually quite. I'm not going to say he's pacey, but he gets about well for a tall guy like him. Um, there's there's yeah. very few flaws in this game, and as I said, 
in one of my tweets. The guy has all the makings to become a very, very elite centre forward. He offers something different that this this England attack doesn't have. And it's like, yeah, he he should be on that plane two years. It should be Kane. Um, we'll see how Ings does this season, but Ings should definitely be in contention. But um. Yeah, no, like I was in a group chat debate and people were trying to tell me about Rashford's still a better striker. I don't know. I I I've been, I've stick by my point that Calvert Lewin is a better striker than Marcus Rashford. People can have yeah. their opinions on that one, but Calvert Lewin is elite at what he does, and I have no doubts that he's gonna come to you and do another madness this season. Because people are actually surprised. Like this this is kind of like news to people that Calvert Lewin is doing all this, but it's like as I said in the last podcast, this guy ended with 13 goals last season. Again, not in golden boot worthy or shit like that, but it's a solid amount, you know? Yeah, and, exactly. and like, if, you're, if that's just going to be the start, boy, certain times. Ancelotti is he's building something serious with Hammers in behind. I might as well touch on Hammers for a bit. Boy. This magic. Everyone's saying... Everyone was saying he's finished just because he had the same treatment as Gareth Bell, which is what this is exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, people should not just write off Gareth Bell instantly because of what happened um, with Ancelotti. I mean, and um, Zidane, yeah. sorry. Because yeah. don't write him off. <coughs> and we've seen what happened with James Rodriguez. He's here doing the madness. Class is performance temporary with him. Class is permanent. That is it. That is it. You know, that that type of player can play anywhere in the world. Yeah, literally. And Premier League, when he's got re- like proper attackers in front of him, Richarlison and Calvert Lewin, proper midfield in behind, Allen and um, Decore. That these, this is a proper, it's a proper proper Bro, team. People, they called me for putting this. With a proper manager. I mean. Sixth, yeah, they could it. even push because, as I said, we we have our opinions on Ole, and that is a very big part um, of like how the season will plan out. It's like for as good as your team yeah. is, the manager is key. Having a manager like yeah. Ancelotti, having a manager like Artel, having managers like these will give you. They're definitely pointers. Like you can't just look at on, on a squad based team. Like, oh yeah, this was better on paper than this one, so they must they're gonna think no, like managers play a very, very key role. Some managers can get a bit bro, as I said, some Arteta managed to get the best out of a um, Mustafi um, and um who's the other guy? Why is my mind going blind? David Luiz. Yeah. He got the best out of those two when they're kind of they looked pretty finished under us. Got Ancelotti getting the best out of uh, Calvert Lewin, who looked like a, I wouldn't say sus striker because he, he was still young at the time, but it's like you just didn't know much about him. Like the way I view in someone like Nketiah right now is kind of how I viewed him. Um, Calvert Lewin, it's like they're breaking through, they're getting a couple goals here and there. I don't know like yet if they can properly lead the line, but we'll see. Time will tell. And yeah, that's what he's done um, with Calvert Luna Everton. So managers are key to this, and I Everton they they could actually push on for a top four spot. 
Yeah, 100%. And yeah, I just think defen- defensively with the keeper. That's the only, that's the only like kind of red flag, would you say, kind of worry in that side? That's the bit where it seems to fall apart a bit. No, nah, therefore. Because he, he's had this awesome. Other than that, I'm thinking, I was even thinking about the defence. Like, Leighton Baines and... Um, not Leighton Baines, what I'm about. Digne is probably... Digne. Up there is one of their class, best left, bro. Like, very well. Then, very um, good. Yeri Mina and... And then um, Coleman at the right back as well. Very solid. And, and he's a leader as well. Still doing his thing. Like... Yeah. They've got a very solid side there, this way. I mean, yeah, top four can they can definitely be in that conversation, and time yeah. will definitely tell in the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, no, they're on a very solid side there, and um, yeah, I mean, there ain't really much to touch on about the game tonight between Man City and Liverpool. I mean, Man City and Wolves. Well, I mean, what? Yeah, I thought it'd be a bit of a better game. Yeah, it just felt like. You got what you really expected from it, really. You just kind of expecting at best uh, a Wolves kind of win to kind of surprise it up a bit. But um, yeah, yeah, Man City looked pretty sharp from the get go. As we got towards the latter stages, they looked a bit lethargic, and then Wolves crept into the game. But I wouldn't really say there was much there that we loved. Yeah, it went in doubt. Yeah, like I would say, Mendy looked very poor today. Very. Traore is someone I don't really rate like that. I'll be real, like he's always, be, I've always viewed him as someone who's all paid but no end product. But I'll keep it true, like he had Mendy on toast today, and he's whipping in those balls left, right, and center. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I, I, I rate, I rate um, Traore still. Yeah, opinion. I mean, yeah, that's always been my unpopular opinion. Is obviously like. Everyone rated him last season because that was his kind of season where he properly broke out. But um, I don't know. Every time I saw him... I just remember him. I just remember him for Middlesbrough. Oh, yeah. He came to the Emirates and he gave Bellerin... Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. And I was thinking, who's this guy? Who's this brother? And I always just saw him with with some new club, some blonde streaks and... He just looked like a pitbull. Mm. And finally, finally, he's been trained into a bit of end product. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, today, yeah, his, his end product was definitely there today. Obviously, not in front of goal or anything, but he, the balls were on point. Actually, you know what? Now I think about it, is it a bit random that Liverpool got... Jota from Wolves as opposed to Traore. I, I, thought, I would have thought Traore was linked way, way more. He was always linked with them. They might have got priced out of it because there was some... Do you think they just... Do you think Jota was next best? Because I think technically Jota is a bit more established than Traore. Oh, he's definitely more established and I def- I feel like he's definitely the better player than Traore in my opinion. Yeah. But it's like... Yeah, yeah. Every time he came with Traore and I kind of emphasised my point that he was a bit overrated is... I don't know why, but they always slap some stupid price on Traore. Like, because Man City were interested as well. Like, they were literally <laughs> slapping like 80, yeah. 90 million pounds for Traore when he was never that player. Yeah. That bit is so I th- they probably got outpriced out of it. Then, for some reason, they sold the better player 
at a more reasonable price. And I think they uh, just see Tyler as more of a development. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the potential is definitely there, and you know, he's still fairly young. Like, obviously, he's not young, but like getting into that middle-aged kind of region, so he's still yeah. got better time ahead of him. But yeah. like, he's the only highlight I see of that game. Obviously, Pondence, I, I would Pondence would definitely be a good replacement for you. Like, yeah. I don't really see much. I, it was getting to a point where. <laughs> one of those attackers did kind of have to make way because there was quite a lot. And I think Pernance and who was that? Who was the guy on the other side? Literally. Neto. Yeah. Neto is He's very, well. and he's proper young but, as well. Yeah. So. Well, are we going to talk about this Portuguese team? Hey, Nando's FC. Bro. Apparently they're getting Semedo as well. They must be doing on purpose. Like, obviously you saw the kid they dropped as well. Like, there, there must be some little joke they're running because I know the whole I know the whole, whole thing game ending like, and then shit, shit like but but yeah. there's there's having a super agent kind of running your club but then there's this why is it yeah. why does it have to be Portuguese why does it have to be a Portuguese speaking person because they signed a couple of Brazilians as well like bro I'm so yeah, confused that's worse like you can keep the Portuguese like your Portuguese owned all of that but Big man, this is a football team in the United Kingdom. Bro, deep it. Someone like I mean? Conor Cody is genuinely gonna feel like he's at a foreign club. These men have more Portuguese <laughs> players than Benfica. Can we just deep that for a second? Benfica <laughs> are a Portuguese <laughs> club. It's it's not making any sense. I literally can't think of, except for to wrap off my head, I can't think of any foreign Benfica player. And you're trying to tell me Port Wolves have more. That's it's mad. So That's mad. Crazy. Very, very, very crazy. Like, as I said, there, there must be some sort of joke running because when you're dropping a Portuguese kit as well, it's just, bro. No, nah, the kit did the piss as well. The kit was the final straw because I thought that was a joke when you posted Yeah, I was thinking, I... I saw, bro, someone sent it to me. I was like, no. Nah. I was thinking you're getting good. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, no. No, you, you didn't just do that. Yeah. Then I was thinking, all right, they've done it and if there's been no mention of Portugal, I'm thinking there's no way you can be this oblivious. Then I think um, somewhere yeah. later on, they posted something with a Portuguese flag. So they, 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 there must be some little joke running. They know. Because their colours are... Sorry, their colours are orange and black. Yeah. Even all their other kits were never... Yeah, I mean last what last season's one was Mexico for some reason. Like, yeah, on some Jimenez you know, thing. But I guess it's working for them. You know, can't really complain yeah. too much if it is working. But um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Emmy. One more, last one. Emmy Millionaire Le- Martinez, yeah. my keeper, bro. Like. It's yeah. unfortunate that obviously Arsenal were in the situation they were in. One keeper had to go. I always said personally yeah. I wanted to keep Martinez because I don't know. I felt more yeah. comfortable when he was in goal. I just felt like he was just better, mm-hmm. and it's got nothing on Leno or anything. But it's like the levels that Martinez was performing at was literally he was the best keeper like in England during that period. Like he yeah. was incredible. Like he's been off crazy saves. If you're going, even if you're going off today, penalty save and clean sheet, I don't on think... On his debut. 
many other teams have kept clean sheets. Literally, like, oh, in, in such a crazy week where everyone seems to be scoring goals left, right, and centre. My, yeah, I even think my man that. has to. I even think my man that. just decides. Yeah, I'm gonna keep a clean sheet today. But like, genuinely, like when he was playing for us, amazing on the ball, amazing when it came to punching out balls, amazing when it came to catching the ball, amazing when it came to these saves. Like, and even the like, footwork. Bro, like this guy was so good, and obviously, whatever happened happened, and Leno's gone, but. Yeah, no, I, I personally need to keep Martin this, but it is what it is. I'm happy to see him do well, Aston Villa. I have no doubt that that the thing is, at least he didn't go to a rival. He could yeah. have easily been Chelsea's number one, easily. I was going to say. For what, 20 million pounds? Like, they perfect. fumbled that bag differently. It's true. I don't understand. Like, maybe, are we just like, maybe there's something we're missing. Because you know what, to this to this minute that the United one's still rallying me with the release clause there must be something we don't see where these like open goals are just not being tapped in you know what I was just thinking like there must be some there must be something we're missing the fact that these guys are not seeing this oh yeah 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 like it's it's crazy like he's such a good keeper obviously people will recite to the fact that he only just broke out but it's just like it's not just a thing where I, I looked at Martinez and I didn't see someone he was just going through a good run of form. He looked like yeah. he just looked so comfortable, like he's been doing this for years. Like yeah. as I said, I would have happily kept him as number one. And Chelsea, they fumbled the bag. Obviously United, like, obviously they they got Henderson coming too, so we can uh, we can excuse that. Although David De Gea is not doing himself any justice, but it's Chelsea specifically because it's like you're spending about an extra 10 million more on this Mendy guy when you could have had a Premier League pro proven player who will not only um, give an improvement to Kepa, he's a homegrown quota. So he adds to that that bullshit which needs to get ticked off every season. Mm. Obviously, an improvement on Kepa. You're taking him from a. You're not. So you're, you're weakening the rivals in Arsenal and you're strengthening yourself. Mm. Like there were so many boxes that could have been ticked if you went to Chelsea. And they fumbled it. And he's at Aston Villa. He's going to do a madness there. And I have no doubt that he, if he continues that form that he was doing this season, we could see him definitely probably leave Aston Villa. Maybe put... Hey, Everton, you know, if Pickford carries on doing his little little hiccups every now and then, if he puts in a good season at Aston yeah. Villa... That would be a good move. I'd like that. I'd like that for him still to be around. Definitely. But um, now nah, we should probably close off, close it off. The I don't think there's any good matches this yeah. weekend. I, I, I haven't checked, and to be honest, I'll be real to the I'll be real to the people. They don't know what what time we be recording this. But yeah, the only game is our one. Oh, uh, Liverpool! Liverpool. Yeah. Is it? Is that Anfield? Isn't it? Uh, let me check. Yeah, oh, if that sure. one's there, we might as well touch on that one. So, I I, I thought they, that one was um in two weeks' time. No, I went I went through it, and because it's on the Monday, it wasn't really pop. It wasn't like probably showing up. I only saw because of the adverts after the game today. Okay, well, nah. I'm confident. Um, it, wait, is Tierney out for that one? 
that's the thing i don't know if he because obviously his injury wasn't like a, a injury we knew about it's obviously just a pre-match thing so we don't know if it's yeah. just a minor little niggament where they didn't want to risk him against west ham i think it was a bit yeah because i mean to be fair david louise came back towards the end of the west ham game anyway so that center back yeah. position that Tini would have occupied should be all right. Like I'm not trying to see Kalasnash there again. That's all I'm saying. Like there's no excuse oh, to that. Yeah. Before before we close out that Arsenal game, we played. They played. Yeah, yeah. Very, very poor. Very very poor. But. But what I would say is that West Ham, sixteen man behind the ball. Yeah. <laughs> then their man were just. They were not trying to. Defending for their lives. Bro. Shout out Saka though because I, I saw him catch a lot of stick on social media. Obviously, it's not personal stick yeah. like that, but. Many people are saying he had yeah, a poor game, and it's like, nah. it's his, his his two passes. <laughs> like I'm seeing people question, well, why was he in contention for man of the match? It was his two passes that broke yeah. through the lines, which gave us got, gave Arsenal the two goals to either win this game. Words out of my mouth. And the thing is, when you're go- when you're a player going for them type of passes, and you're looking, you're constantly looking, and you just slice them through. You, yeah, but when when it doesn't come off the first couple of times, you do look like a bit that you're fucking about yeah. something. But oh, when it pulls off, it was beautiful. When it, I was so relieved because honestly, Arsenal of old, Arsenal of fucking last week, even like we're not doing like that. That's how close it was. We're not breaking down teams like this. We're not. We would go into that game against West Ham overly confident. West Ham would shock us 10 man behind the mm. ball. But yeah, man. We would nick a goal, they would nick a goal, and then we would lose the game. But they turned around, so well done to them. Yeah, no, it, it was. It definitely was not the greatest performance from Arsenal. But, you know, it's the stuff of champions. Obviously, I'm not saying we're going to be champions, but it's just <laughs> like, you know, some days, some days you don't get those, those easy games. Some days it's not beautiful, but some days you just got to grind them out. And if you can grind them out and get the win, hey. I can't complain. It's when you grind them out and you don't get a win, then then we're in the the, the sticky situation. But um, obviously, touching onto that Arsenal versus Liverpool next week, that is the biggest game of the weekend. So we will be yeah. dropping our predictions. But um, yeah, like as I said, if we can get a bit of uh, uh, an answer to that centre back issue then I can might have a clearer image coming into it. But it's just like all I'm all I know is that Arteta is telling Jurgen Klopp to check the scoreboard right about now. He checks that yeah. scoreboard, he's seeing Tino to, to young MA right now. So you know he's yeah. coming in with the advantage. That was what I was thinking. I'm just thinking Klopp is like, I cannot leave you know, brother one more time. Bro <laughs> if Mikola Teta does a hat trick on his head top you won't hear the last of it nah. I'll be real because how you, how you letting the obviously me quality is elite let's not get it twisted but he, he's just come into the business bro and you're already getting slapped up by Arteta oh, you know what's jokes if if they go through in the cup as well if we both go through in the cup we play that much more in uh, Carabao yeah. Cup yeah it? I didn't even know that I yeah that is so funny. That's actually good though, because yeah, like yeah. even if Arsenal do lose, there's kind of that there for That's to get I, a bit of revenge. I'm, I would honestly, this sounds a bit backwards, but I would firm the league loss 
give Klopp that satisfaction, give their man the satisfaction. And it will feel so typical of Arsenal to do that as well. Like, yeah. oh yeah, everything's on a high, then they lose to Liverpool, but then they face Liverpool again. Yeah. And when they face Liverpool, it's yeah. like, oh, but we lost the last game in the league. Boom. They dropped that, uh, a little cup win here and there. And like, it feels yeah. so typical because this club is just oh so inevitable. But yeah. predictions of this game, um, obviously Liverpool were very comfortable. That's, that's it's just I'm scared of Thiago to be honest. I'm I'm genuinely scared of that guy. Like, yeah. So I just feel like he's gonna run rings around us. Our midfield is higgy at the moment. Yeah, I the midfield was. I'd say to be fair, I thought Sabayas was very good against West Ham. I thought Jacko yeah, was well. poor, but obviously Jack has been in good form recently, so. We were let off as just a kind of poor day in the office, but he was definitely poor against West Ham. And um, if he does that yeah. against Liverpool, obviously, you can't get away with it. Liverpool are elite. Yeah, yeah. They will make you pay for those type of mistakes. So, What I would say is Chelsea did hold out for half, an, for half a match and then fucked, over, fucked themselves over sorry, with the um, mistake mm. and red card. So, if you catch Liverpool now... Yeah. I mean, yeah, if we look at that game, I mean, the thing about the Chelsea game, you could either take it two ways. You could take it as a way where they didn't get out of second gear and they were just, they they kind of felt like they knew um, Chelsea were going to fuck up. So they were just like, yeah, we know what they're like. We know what Kepa's like. Yeah. We're just going to just wait for it to happen. But I don't know, because then they didn't, they did that against um, Leeds, for example. So it's like, yeah. it's hard to judge Liverpool right they about the, now. They make the same mistake. I think from the Leeds game, we could they could take. The Leeds game breath, was like the Chelsea game. It's just Leeds actually took it to them, came at them, but defend. Yeah, give it to them, but defend. Yeah, and I, the thing is, defensively under Arteta, um, I'm I'm a lot more confident because I don't know. He's just he yeah. just seems like someone he's got his structure in the back line. He prides himself of. Yeah, we can do what we want to do in attack, but make sure you're patterned in the defence. So, defence yeah. is generally never, not really, I know it sounds so weird me saying this right now, but defence ain't actually the huge worry for me right now. But um, Yeah, I think for me it's the yeah, midfield. We're going to lose that midfield battle because it's just Thiago, man. And Henderson, Yeah. I mean, he got hooked up. Do you think he'll play both of them then? Do you think he'll play Thiago and Henderson? I mean, it'll be interesting because I'm pretty sure Henderson got hooked for Thiago mm-hmm. in the Chelsea game. Yeah. So I don't really know. I feel like it'd be kind of harsh on Cater because I feel like he's their on-form midfielder right now. Like, um, yeah, so I feel like it'll be a midfield. I mean, obviously, uh, Fabinho is usually a defensive midfielder, but he put in an absolute masterclass at centre-back. He did his thing so, it could be a team where we see Thiago as the deep line playmaker. You have Keita ahead of him. Could see Henderson. Yeah. Yeah, that, that midfield's looking long. Yeah. So, I'm going to go with. It's at Anfield. I'm, uh, I don't know why. I got feelings telling me 2 2. Yeah, and I was literally about to say the same thing. Got feeling it's telling me like Liverpool will definitely put up a fight this time, but so will we. Like we, yeah. Aubameyang is on. Obviously, last game it was a bit off, but that was literally his first off game in how long? If we're looking at form wise, mm. 
Aubameyang's on a mad team. Lacazette's still yeah. got his goal scoring form. We'll see what I've gone for William. He was a bit off or against West Ham, but I feel like every player was off against West Ham. So we can either take it as a bad day in the office or, you know, the other option. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go for a 2 2. I don't know if that's just me. I'm not, I don't know. I'm just being an Arsenal fan right now. Like, you're kind of optimistic. And that's not just getting excited after a couple of games. I'm, I'm seeing a project. It's seeing the change. Yeah, I'm seeing a change. I'm seeing a project. I, I'm seeing a bit of like we can actually go to these sides, take it to them. Because like we can't say that predicting two two is the worst shot when, as I said, Mikel Arteta has beaten Klopp twice already. I mean, if we're mm. talking about if we're going to count those assistant times as well, what it's like five nil to Arteta yeah. right now. So <laughs> <all> peak, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go for two two still. I'm, I'm going to say yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll... I'll match that oh, one. So we're both saying 2 2. So hopefully that should be a lot easier to remember when we come to the podcast next yeah. week. Because I've noticed that every time we, we, get it right. we make our predictions, <laughs> we never actually jot them down. I, we should probably start doing that. Obviously, 2 2 is easy to remember, but future times we should probably jot it down just so we can remember. Do you want to do that thing where um, we just predict the games, the scores for the weekend? What are you talking Because I swear there's an actual like game for that. Or website. What is it called? I think it's Super Six, but that's that's for that's for championship games. I'll see if there's a Premier League. Oh, okay. Now we should definitely do that yeah. store. Obviously, we'll start it from next week because right about yeah. now I'm probably gonna go straight to bed. It's long. But yeah, it's long. Then the games next week. Yeah, there's before we cut the next. There's obviously the cup mm. games. There's Leicester and City, maybe that could be exciting. But what well, Leicester City this week? This week. In next week. Okay, yeah. But anyway, we'll get we'll we'll, we'll chat about that next. Therefore, week. therefore, been a been another good recording as usual. I don't know what episode this is. You know, you know we're recording so much these days. It's just we're losing chat. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, it's been your boy Jay. It's been my co-host Dave. Yeah. We'll catch you guys next week. Keep it locked. You know the vibes already. We out. Peace. I love Chris Rich. Thank you.